0: Welcome to Sojourner Truth, thank you for staying with us. This is your host, Margaret Prescott, Uh, today on Sojourner Truth. A member of the U.S. military has died after setting himself on fire outside the White House in protest of the genocide in Gaza, and the United States rejected yet again another ceasefire proposal at the United Nations and instead has offered a watered-down version of a temporary pause for humanitarian aid. And despite an outcry from governments around the world, with a notable exception of the United States and the UK, the Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has pledged to move forward with his threat to step up attacks on Rafah, which is where thousands of Palestinians had fled following Israel's call for Palestinians to flee from the north of Gaza. And meanwhile, South Africa is continuing its press for Israel to be charged with genocide. In international courts. Meanwhile, the U.S. Congress has set aside 14.1 billion more dollars in aid to Israel. That includes support for U.S. military operations in the region. And as protests are continuing unabated in countries around the world. But I do want to pause, pause for a moment because you're hearing this show during Black History Month. And I want to share this clip with you of Mark Lamont Hill taking on President uh, Biden for a speech he made at the historic church, um, Ebenezer um, Baptist, the Ebenezer church where Martin Luther King was once the minister of that church. Let's go to that clip right now.
1: That they opened the pulpit up to genocide Joe. Y'all can get mad, I don't care. Hmm. And people, as he began to give his campaign speech, and protesters stood up and said, Stop the blood in Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. They said, if you are outraged by the blood of Selma and you're outraged by the blood that was spilled in this very church, then how about calling for a ceasefire in Palestine since you giving them the weapons, you giving them the support, you giving them the money. Joe, why don't you do something about it? They marched and stood up and got kicked out of the church, and people said, We're outraged. <laughs> You know, I was outraged too. Yes, sir. How dare you use this sacred space? How dare you use this beloved pulpit? How dare you use this sacred tradition? How dare you use the words of Jesus who overturned the tables in the temple? Who was committed to overturning a Roman government? Who was committed to speaking out against injustice? How dare you use this space as a shield for imperial war? How dare you use this space as a shield for violence? space as a shield for genocide.
0: How dare you use this space as a shield for genocide? That's Mark Lamont Hill challenging Joe Biden, President of the United States. Now as protests against the genocide in Gaza continue unabated in countries around the world, today we focus on what you, the Sojourner Truth listener, can do. We are raising funds for both your local Pacifica station as well as for the Middle East Children's Alliance known as MECA, who are concretely addressing the humanitarian crisis as best they can with volunteers on the ground in Gaza. Our guest is Ziad Abbas, Executive Director of Mecca. We live in a global world. We're all interrelated. So on Sojourner Truth, we work to bring directly to you news and views on local, national, and international policies and stories that affect us all. And we draw out how those of us most impacted women communities of color and other communities are responding. We also discuss the interrelationship between art and politics. Now for our, our news headlines.
2: For Pacifica Radio, I'm Christina Onestead. In Gaza, Israeli strikes have killed at least 96 people and wounding some 172 others in the last 24 hours, according to the health ministry. This is ceasefire negotiations continue. Late Monday night, U.S. President Joe Biden said he hoped a ceasefire would would be reached by Monday. He spoke ahead of an NBC interview where hundreds of activists with Jewish Voice for Peace rallied nearby to demand he back a ceasefire in Gaza and stop arming Israel. Negotiators from the U.S., Egypt, and Qatar are working on a ceasefire deal that would see some hostages released in exchange for Palestinian prisoners being released and a six-week halt in fighting. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office says his army has presented the War Cabinet, a ground offensive plan for Gaza's southern city of Rafah, along the border with Egypt, where 1.4 million Palestinians have sought safety. Speaking at the United Nations Human Rights Convention, Monday, Secretary General Antonio Guterres reiterated a call for a ceasefire and warned against an Israeli ground invasion into Rafah.
3: An all-out Israeli offensive on the city would not only be terrifying for more than a million Palestinian civilians sheltering there, it would put the final nail in the coffin of our aid programs. I repeat my call for a humanitarian ceasefire and the immediate and unconditional release of all
4: hostages.
2: Antonio Guterres, Al Jazeera's. President Joe Biden said Israel would be willing to halt its war on Hamas in Gaza during the upcoming Muslim fasting month of Ramadan if a deal is reached to release some of the hostages held by militants. Al Jazeera is reporting Ireland's Senate unanimously called for sanctions against Israel over its war in Gaza. The motion calls on Ireland to stop American weapons bound for Israel from traveling through Irish air and seaports and it supports an international arms embargo on Israel, the vote still has to pass through Ireland's parliament to become law. President Joe Biden is meeting with the top four leaders of Congress to press for action to avoid a looming government shutdown today and to send emergency aid to Ukraine and Israel. Parts of the government could begin scaling back services as early as Friday. Biden is also pushing House Speaker Mike Johnson to schedule a vote on a $95 billion national security package that the Senate passed, which bolsters aid for Ukraine, Israel, and the Indo-Pacific. The presidential primary takes place in the swing state of Michigan today. Some Democratic voters are pledging to vote uncommitted to let Biden know they're unhappy with his support of Israel's war in Gaza in the wake of the October 7th Hamas attack. Former President Donald Trump is expected to win over rival Nikki Haley. Meanwhile, both Biden and Trump will campaign along the U.S.-Mexico border this week. Farah Siddiqui reports. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says in his second visit to the border, Biden will again stress his frustration that congressional Republicans killed a hard-fought bipartisan border compromise. He wants to make sure that he puts his message out there to the American people so that they know. They know that what we tried to do with the Senate in a bipartisan way, a border uh, security deal and obviously uh, a deal that deals with the immigration uh, system, and we tried to get that done. I'm Farah Siddiqui for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. The U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments Monday in a pair of cases that could change the nature of free speech on the Internet. The court heard challenges to a pair of red state laws in Florida and Texas that would limit the way social media companies moderate their content and even prevent them from banning users. Christopher Martinez reports.
5: Florida Solicitor General Henry Whittaker argued in support of Florida's law in the the case Moody versus Net Choice.
2: The platforms do not have a First Amendment right to apply their censorship policies in an inconsistent manner and to censor and deplatform certain users.
5: He says social media companies are like telephone companies, common carriers that take all comers and do not create or edit the messages they carry. On the other side of the issue, lawyer Paul Clement argued on behalf of the social media companies. He took aim at the Florida law's provision barring a political candidate from being removed from a social media site, or deplatformed.
6: So that means they can't be deplatformed no matter how many times they violate my clients' terms of use, no matter how horrible their conduct.
5: An argument that did not seem to convince Justice Samuel Alito.
6: Is it anything more than a euphemism for censorship?
5: Clement draws a sharp distinction.
6: If the government's doing it, then content moderation might be a euphemism for censorship. If a private party is doing it, content moderation is a euphemism for editorial discretion.
5: U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth Prelogar weighed in on the issue, speaking on behalf of the U.S. against the Florida law, saying the measure violates the freedom of
4: expression.
2: The interest that Florida has asserted in affecting these content moderation choices is to change the speech on the platform. It doesn't like the way that the platforms are moderating content, and it wants them to create a new expressive product that reflects the state's judgments about what should go on the website. And that is just not an interest that's unrelated to the suppression of expression.
5: I'm Christopher Martinez.
2: I'm Christina Onestead reporting for Pacifica Radio.
0: And those were our news headlines. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. And this station is in fund drive today, but I want to use the opportunity to bring you an update on the latest news in Gaza, as well as what you, the Sojourner Truth listener, can practically do uh, to support um, the people on the ground in particular, starting with the women and children. We are partnering with the Middle East Children's Alliance. So those of you who call 818-985-5735 or go online at kpfk.org to pledge your support. I can tell you that um, we're offering a community premium where 60% of your donation, will help to support this Pacifica station and the rest of your donation, 40% of it, will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance. And we have to do it that way, people, because we are very carefully following uh, regulations uh, from the FCC. And it is only because this station is in fund drive that we are allowed to raise funds for another nonprofit. Now, your donations will go to um, help um, just clean water, uh, powdered milk. I mean, ZIAD will tell emergency food relief, um, the Middle East Children's Alliance, they have um, at great risk They are people who are based on the ground in Gaza. This was before uh, the recent uh, genocide. They have been there for many years. And again, the number to call is 818-985-5735. We are suggesting a pledge of $120, by the way, um, credit cards and bank transfers welcome. We're not able to b- break that down in monthly payments, but please donate what you can. Those of you who could pledge at the uh, $300 level, the dollar a day as we call it, $365 or or $1,000, we really urge you to do that, Um, Gaza now under threat of famine. But what I'd like to do before we welcome our guests, I'd like to go now to a clip of uh, the case that South Africa uh, was making uh, to basically bring charges of genocide against uh, Israel. And this is part of a presentation by an Irish lawyer who was part of South Africa's case. Let's go to that uh, clip right now. Remember that at the time she gave this speech, um, we were only 90 days into this genocide, many more days since then, but let's go now to hear the Irish lawyer make her case.
4: Madam President, members of the court, There is an urgent need for provisional measures to protect Palestinians in Gaza from the irreparable prejudice caused by Israel's violations of the Genocide Convention. The United Nations Secretary-General and its chiefs describe the situation in Gaza variously as a crisis of humanity, a living hell, a bloodbath, a situation of utter deepening and unmatched horror where an entire population is besieged and under attack, denied access to the essentials for survival on a massive scale. As the United Nations Under Secretary-General for Humanitarian Affairs stated last Friday, and I quote, Gaza has become a place of death and despair. Families are sleeping in the open as temperatures plummet. Areas where civilians were told to relocate for their safety have come under relentless attack, bombardment. Medical facilities are under relentless attack. The few hospitals that are partially functional are overwhelmed with trauma cases, critically short of all supplies, and inundated by desperate people seeking safety. A public health disaster is unfolding. Infectious diseases are spreading in overcrowded shelters as sewers spill over. Some 180 women are giving birth daily amidst this chaos. People are facing the highest levels of food insecurity ever recorded. Famine is around the corner. For children in particular, the last 12 weeks have been traumatic. No food, no water, no school, nothing but the terrifying sounds of war day in and day out. Gaza has simply become uninhabitable. Its people are witnessing daily threats to their very existence, while the world watches on." The court has heard of the horrific death toll and of the more than 7,000 Palestinian men, women and children reported missing, presumed dead or dying slow, excruciating deaths trapped under the rubble. Reports of field executions and torture and ill-treatment are mounting as are images of decomposing bodies of Palestinian men, women and children left unburied where they were killed, some being picked upon by animals. It is becoming ever clearer that huge swathes of Gaza, entire towns, villages, refugee camps are being wiped from the map. As you have heard, but it bears repeating, according to the World Food Programme, four out of five people in the world in famine or a catastrophic type of hunger are in Gaza right now. Indeed, experts warn that deaths from starvation and disease risk significantly outstripping deaths from bombings. The daily statistics stand as clear evidence of the urgency and of the irreparable prejudice. On the basis of the current figures, on average, 247 Palestinians are being killed and are at risk of being killed each day, many of them literally blown to pieces. They include 48 mothers each day. Two every hour, and over 117 children each day, leading UNICEF to call Israel's actions a war on children. On current rates, which show no sign of abating, each day over three medics, two teachers, more than one United Nations employee, and more than one journalist will be killed, many while at work or in what appear to be targeted attacks on their family homes or where they are sheltering. (coughs) The risk of famine will increase each day. Each day, an average of 629 people will be wounded, some multiple times over as they move from place to place, desperately seeking sanctuary. Each day, over 10 Palestinian children Will have one or both legs amputated, many without anaesthetic. Each day, on current rates, an average of 3,900 Palestinian homes will be damaged or destroyed. More mass graves will be dug. More cemeteries will be bulldozed and bombed, and corpses violently exhumed, denying even the dead any dignity or peace. Each day, ambulances, hospitals and medics will continue to be attacked and killed. The first responders who have spent three months without international assistance, trying to dig families out of the rubble with their bare hands, will continue to be targeted. On current figures, one will be killed almost every second day, sometimes in attacks launched against those attending the scene to rescue the wounded. Each day, yet more desperate people will be forced to relocate from where they are sheltering or will be bombed in places where they have been told to evacuate to. Entire multi-generational families will be obliterated, and yet more Palestinian children will become WCNSF – Wounded Child, No Surviving Family – the terrible new acronym born out of Israel's genocidal assault on the Palestinian population in Gaza. In Gaza, as you have heard, nearly two million people, over 85% of the population, have been repeatedly forced to flee their homes and shelters, not just once or twice, but some three, four or more times over, into shrinking slivers of land where they continue to be bombed and killed. This is a population that Israel had already made vulnerable through through 16 years of military blockade and crippling de-development. Today, Israel's hindrances to the import of food and essential items have brought Gaza to the brink of famine, with adults, mothers, fathers, grandparents regularly foregoing food for the day so that children can eat at least something. Medicine shortages and the lack of medical treatment, clean water and electricity are so great that large numbers of Palestinians are dying or are at imminent risk of dying preventable deaths. Cancer and other services have long shut down. Women are undergoing caesarean sections without anaesthetic in barely functioning hospitals described as scenes from a horror movie with many undergoing otherwise unnecessary hysterectomies in an an attempt to save their lives. Wow, Um, just unbearable, a genocide
0: that we are living through at the moment going on in Gaza. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. It's really difficult for us, I know, to hear what's going on in Gaza, but imagine what it is like for people on the ground. And although this station is in fund drive, I do have permission to do some fundraising to benefit in particular women, children, families on the ground in Gaza, working with the Middle East Children's Alliance. We are asking all of you listening right now to call 818 985 Three, five, and pledge any amount that you can. We suggest a $120 pledge. But any amount that you pledge, there will be a 60-40 split with 60% of your donations going directly to KPFK or your local Pacifica station, 40% of it going to the Middle East uh, Children's Alliance. They purchase items um, in Egypt as best they can. They have some trucks that they get in Um, During uh, times the border is open, they have people on the ground. Your donations will be used for food uh, parcels with essential uh, food staples, hot meals as possible, hygiene kits, clean drinking water, emergency supplies of fuels. Um, also toys, of course, for the children, uh, plastic sheets for broken windows, leaking roofs, etc. cetera. So um, money very well spent. 818-985-5735. Please put it on a credit card or do a bank transfer. Again, that number is 818-985-5735. We have a goal. We want to make at least $4,000 during this hour. So that means four of you who could pledge at the $1,000 level, that will take care of it uh, right then and there. But frankly, I'm really hoping that we could go to $6,000 during this hour. 818-985-5735. I would now like to welcome our guest, Ziad Abbas, who is the executive uh, director of the Middle East Children's Alliance. He is himself a Palestinian uh, refugee. Ziad, thank you for joining us. I know how, how swamped, how busy you are right now. Thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you, Margaret. And thank you for your uh, station to share, uh, we call it. This is a time where organization and the groups care about justice, they share with each other. And thank you for your sharing like this campaign to support Palestinian people inside Gaza Strip.
0: Absolutely, as yet And I played the clip really, and I'll play another later in the show, to help set the stage and give people some sense of the reality on the ground. But of course, since uh, South Africa first brought that case and the Irish lawyer uh, gave what really was a brilliant speech, uh, conditions have continued to deteriorate. There on the ground in Gaza, even as the US is now ready to send another $14.1 billion uh, to the region. Um, Ziad, since we're so focused on particularly the women and children, tell us what you're hearing about the situation on the ground right now.
3: Yeah, just to remind the people that the listeners that today is that the 143 days. For ongoing genocide on the people of Gaza. And as you mentioned in the beginning, uh, this war is an attack, or in the clips, actually, they spoke about this kind of war. It's on children because the children there are and women they are facing this more than the rest of the people in Gaza. And uh, people inside Gaza they are facing different kind of. Um, Death, I can say. The death is coming from bombing while Israel continue bombing. While I'm talking with you, they are still bombing and different in different parts of Gaza Strip. And they are bombing from the air, they are bombing from the tanks, and they are bombing from the drones and military ships inside in the Mediterranean Sea. So they are killing from everywhere. The other a uh, 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 bigger threat now for the people living inside Gaza it's the mass starvation, which was planned by the Israelis, and this is what we face it as organization right now, a humanitarian and aid organization. And as we since the beginning of since October seventh, we shift all our work in Gaza to be focused more and solidarity with the people in Gaza to be to support them to survive. And I don't believe this is the one hundred forty-three. Even when we talk with our colleagues, which we have our staff members spread inside Gaza Strip and our partners and our volunteers, when we talk, they don't believe to even sometimes they say like simply like uh, they say we don't know how we survived 143 days like my colleague she's in the refugee camp she's the one leading our work in the ground and Today, actually, I'm talking with you and I was reading the news before that we start this interview and they were bombing the north part of her camp where she is. And all the time, each time we talk, they say, we don't know how we survive. The starvation right now is hitting and it's alarming everywhere, especially north of Gaza Strip. Over 700,000 Palestinians, most of them children and women, they are facing this starvation. They are facing death and some hospitals already reported that there are some children already passed away as a result of this hunger because their mom, babies, they are k- killed, and a- children, and disabled children, actually. I was reading the other day the story about a mom. She finds her daughter, she's disabled. She doesn't understand what's going on. She ate, the daughter ate her hand from the hunger people they are facing this and this is a bland this is what Israel want, because there are hundreds of trucks waiting in the borders to get inside uh, uh, Gaza and Rafah borders, crossing borders. But the Israelis, they don't allow that. And rarely they allowed some trucks to get in, including our support as Mecca. All human rights, all the uh, uh, aid organization, they are facing this kind of difficulties. And there are different kind of announcements coming from different international organizations, United Nation and all the other big organizations they are dealing uh, with these starvation. Yeah, we are facing a huge challenge. For example, today, the people, they heard that in north of Gaza, in, in, uh, in Sheikh uh, Jalin uh, neighborhood, where they heard some of the trucks will arrive. And they went there. They were waiting if the trucks will arrive. And here you speak about thousands of people. They go there to get some uh, flour, some cans, food, any kind. But the Israelis, all the time, they bomb them and they kill people. And it's happening day after day. Now, this is the threat we are facing in this world. Uh, and they are facing that in north of Gaza. And this is impacting the life of people. And every day, every hour, we are late to deliver these kinds of food to the support that the people be, they need. People, they will lose their lives. and the, for the, the rest of the areas like uh, middle area and south area, Rafah and Yunus, still there is a huge problem. Not all the areas that we can reach. Some areas it's very hard for our teams, our volunteers, our partners, to reach to the people where they're stuck, especially when the is they are invading this area and they isolate this area. And sometimes they surround the shelters where, and you speak here about tens of shelters spread in the South area and they surround them. It's not able to bring anything in. And actually anyone move outside the shelter, they shoot them and they kill them. And this is what we saw about Nasser, uh, a medical complex inside the Musa- in Khan Yunus, where tens of people they were killed, surrounded by the army, killed when before they invaded the hospital, and later they invaded the hospital and they killed more people, and they arrested over 200 from the people. They are inside the hospital, and from the medical, there are doctors, nurses. They were arrested by the Israeli uh, uh, army. Yeah. So everywhere, everywhere inside Gaza Strip, people they facing this threat, the bombing, the invasion, and right now the massive starvation, it's heading everywhere. I used to say, I remember I said that maybe in the previous interviews since this kind of genocide started that the death is knocking every door by the bombing and the shooting and all of this. Now the death coming in different, additional, that the death knocking every door from starvation, from hunger, where it's heading toward the people inside Gaza.
0: Right um what a heartbreak that you are describing I mean it's it's really beyond belief. It's really very, very hard to imagine 700,000 Palestinians uh, facing starvation, death by starvation. And you know what, uh, Ziad, uh, for everybody listening right now, I want you to do something. Maybe you can't go out and join the protests, although I'm sure many of you are. But here's some practical support you can do. Mecca, they have volunteers on the ground at great risk to themselves. Uh, Uh, They're out there trying to get food parcels with essential food supplies, hot meals as much as possible. Please call 818 985 Five seven three five right now. If the lines are busy, don't give up. Just hold on, or you can go online and pledge at kpfk.org. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. We are trying to do some practical solidarity. Uh, put our money where our hearts are. Put our money where our mouths are to try to get some practical support on the ground. Obviously, we're not going to be able to resolve the whole humanitarian crisis. You just heard Ziad of of the executive director of Middle East Children's Alliance say there's 700,000 Palestinians facing death by starvation. But there is something that you can do. One person at a time, one phone call at a time, 818-985-5735. Please, you've got a credit card, a bank transfer. If you could pledge $120, if you could pledge $365, do so. Uh, please, if you could pledge. or more. Those of you out in the Hollywood Hills, uh, Palo Verdes, I want to hear from you. uh, South Pasadena, um, Echo Park, 818-985-5735. Please, let's try to see if we could raise $6,000 during this hour. Um, Help get hygiene kits, including soap, shampoo, wet wipes, even toilet paper, diapers, people, women's sanitary supplies, clean drinking water distributed from Mecca's water purification uh, units, Um, the emergency supplies of fuel to whatever medical operations uh, are, are left because we know a lot of the hospitals can no longer function. Um grants to hospitals and medical teams for medicine and medical supplies. 818-985-5735. Not in our name, people. We're watching a genocide in real time. Don't sit on your hands. Uh if you can't pledge $120, you could pledge. You could pledge $5. You could pledge $1,000. Every little bit helps. We got to also try to remember the children, help them to de-stress, get some toys, get some coloring books uh, for them. Uh, Very practical plastic sheets you think may not be important, but they are. So many broken windows, so many leaking roofs. That is for the homes that haven't been entirely destroyed. A hundred and forty three days as the time that we are um, doing this show um, going on Israel and the genocide in Gaza, 818-985-5735. Ziad, what I'd like to do, uh, I, I want to talk with you a, a bit uh, more too, because I've, I've also heard about what's happening with newborn babies. Um, uh, but before we do that, uh, Ziad, I'd just like to play Another piece uh, from the Irish lawyer's uh, case uh, against Israel in the international court against Israel, South Africa leading the charge. Here you have a country of color, okay? Black people, who South Africa that went through apartheid, they know what apartheid is, and they have said that the apartheid going on in Gaza is far worse than the apartheid that happened in South Africa. We were able to stop the apartheid in South Africa. We could stop the apartheid going on now that the Palestinian uh, people are suffering. But let us go to that clip. But remember to call 818-985-5735. We have a lot of money to raise, and we only have about uh, 20 minutes or so in which to do it. Um, Let us
4: go to the next clip. The international community continues to fail the Palestinian people, despite the overt, dehumanizing, genocidal rhetoric by Israeli governmental and military officials, matched by the Israeli army's actions on the ground. Despite the horror of the genocide against the Palestinian people being live-streamed from Gaza to our mobile phones, computers and television screens. The first genocide in history where its victims are broadcasting their own destruction in real time in the desperate so far vain hope that the world might do something. Gaza represents nothing short of a moral failure, as described by the universe usually circumspect International Committee of the Red Cross. As underscored by United Nations chiefs, that failure has, I quote, repercussions not just for the people of Gaza but for the generations to come who will never forget these over 90 days of hell and assaults on the most basic precepts of humanity. As stated by a United Nations spokesperson in Gaza last week, at the site of a hospital clearly marked with the symbol of the red present, where five Palestinians, including a five-day-old baby, had just been killed. The world should be absolutely horrified. The world should be absolutely outraged. There is no safe space in Gaza, and the world should be ashamed. Madam President, members of the court, in conclusion, I share with you two photographs. The first is of a whiteboard at a hospital in northern Gaza one of the many Palestinian hospitals targeted, besieged and bombed by Israel over the course of the past three brutal months. The whiteboard is wiped clean of no longer possible surgical cases, leaving only a handwritten message by a Médecins Sans Frontières doctor which reads, we did what we could, remember us. The second photograph is of the same whiteboard after an Israeli strike on the hospital on the 21st of November that killed the author of the message, Dr Mahmoud Abu Nujela, along with two of his colleagues. (laughs) Just over a month later, in a powerful sermon delivered from a church in Bethlehem on Christmas Day the same day Israel had killed 250 Palestinians, including at least 86 people, many from the same family, massacred in a single strike on Maghazi refugee camp. Palestinian pastor Munther Ishak addressed his congregation and the world, and he said, and I quote, Gaza as we know it no longer exists. This is an annihilation, This is a genocide. We will rise, we will stand up again from the midst of destruction, as we have always done as Palestinians, though this is by far maybe the biggest blow we have received. But he said, no apologies will be accepted after the genocide. What has been done has been done. I want you to look in the mirror and ask, where was I when Gaza was going through a genocide? South Africa is here, before this Court, in the Peace Palace. It has done what it could, it is doing what it can, by initiating these proceedings, by seeking interim measures against itself as well as against Israel. South Africa now respectfully and humbly calls on this Honourable Court to do what is in its power to do to indicate the provisional measures that are so urgently required to prevent further irreparable harm to the Palestinian people in Gaza, whose hopes, including for their very survival, are now vested in this Court. Wow. South Africa has
0: done its part. South Africa that faced apartheid. This is a moment that despite all kinds of other problems, I'm so proud of what uh, the some countries in the global South are doing with South Africa at its lead. The number to call people is 818 985 This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. We are trying to raise some money this hour to keep this Station, this Pacifica station on the air, but also um, 40% of your donation will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance at great risk. They have teams on the ground. In Gaza, and they're trying to uh, get as much humanitarian aid out to people as they can. Whether it's food parcels, um, hygiene kits, uh, clean drinking uh, water from water purification uh, units, uh, toys and books, etc., or for children uh, supplies uh, that can help people make whatever repairs they can, or at least put a plastic tarp over the cover to keep uh, to keep the rain. Out. The number to call is 818 985 5735. I've got about 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, I need to raise another $2,000. And you know what? I think we can do it. I believe in you, uh, the Sojourner Truth listener. We are sitting through a genocide. I know you're not going to sit on your hands. I know you're going to pick up that credit card and call 818 985 735 people we are living through a genocide okay we are seeing it in real time the annihilation of an entire people the destruction of so many uh children um Ziad abbas the executive director of the middle east children's alliance is Um, on the line with us uh, waiting to tell us a bit more about why it is so urgent. These funds are so urgently needed. I know a lot of you all are upset about what's going on. I know a lot of you all send emails to your elected officials, uh, text, telephone calls. I know that many of you are also out on the street, but you know what? In addition to all of that, Or if you haven't been doing all of that, this is something that you can do. Call us 818 985 5735 and pledge at any level you can. But right now, given that we don't have a lot of time and I've got to raise another $2,000. These donations are tax deductible, people. I'm not sending you a thank you gift. I'm not sending you a book, a DVD, none of that stuff. But what you can do is you could help feed a child. You could help a family. um, You know, get some medical supplies. You could help mothers um, be able to get some diapers, some uh, wet wipes, some um, sanitary napkins uh, for the women. Please, you can do it. Don't sit on your hands. Um, you know, you have to live with yourself. This is, we are all complicit in this. The United States, your tax dollars, that uh, $14.1 uh, billion uh, dollars now that um, likely Congress is ready to send over to Israel and also for US military operations in the region, that's your money. You can now get a tax deductible donation to assist the people on the ground in Gaza, 818-985-5735. Ziad, let us go back to you. One of the things that I heard was that, getting back to starvation and famine, that mothers giving birth are so malnourished that they don't have enough milk to breastfeed the children. And we know there's not a lot of formula and other things around for the children. So you've got babies, though born, very much under threat, and the devastation of those mothers, um, Ziad. Uh, this is horrible, Ziad.
3: Yes. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, actually, you heard that maybe in the in the clip where they speak about uh, uh, women, they give a birth like almost one hundred eighty women by that day. And the statistics still coming from Gaza Strip, like between 50,000 to 60,000 women are still, they are pregnant and they have their own needs as women. And for these papers, like they were born and not all of them to, to be more, I mean, not all of them, they will survive because these women, while they are pregnant, not all of them, they can access a good food or healthy food. And, and don't forget that how these impact them mentally and, traumatize these women and give a birth. And some of them, they give a birth without any anesthesia, or they are in very difficult to die. Like the old days where midwives, they can help to do that. Add to that, it's not just they don't have enough food and to produce milk for these uh, children. They don't have a clean water. Whatever they are, and we speak about spread disease all over Gaza Strip. I know I spoke about 700,000, they are facing the mass starvation. And some of them, they are already in the middle of it, especially in north of Gaza. But we can we are speaking at the same time around another 700,000 people. They are suffering from different kinds of disease spread all over Gaza Strip as a result of the malnutrition, as a result of the dirty water, as a result of there is a lack of medicine. You speak about like uh, uh, 10,000 people, they are suffering from cancer, they can't access their medicine or their needs. And I go more and more with uh, more statistics. But the most important part, there is a threat happening like for the people, they survived the bombing, and even if they survived the starvation, still the impact on children and the babies, and on this these women's, they are pregnant and gave birth to help their children to survive. There are people, they cannot even if these children, babies, they need any kind of help support, they cannot reach to the hospital. And even if they reach to the hospitals, you speak about out of 36 hospitals in Gaza Strip, 31 hospitals, they are out of service. Only few hospitals left in Gaza and they are doing only the basic things. First aid, they don't handle they can't they don't have enough power, they don't have enough fuel. And we saw what the Israelis, how they damaged the the, the hospitals, including they killed children. Babies, some of them only days old, while they are inside the, the inside the hospitals and the ICU unit as a result of their invasion. So this is what we, when we speak about genocide, these are the details of how this genocide is happening. It's happening at the same time, killing the people on the spot. <laughs> sometimes make it difficult for them to survive, including babies, including injured people, including sick people. Yesterday, we are speaking, and this is another sad, everyone in Gaza means a lot to all the world. But yesterday, one of the famous artists, his name, Fatih Gaban, he passed away, actually. But he's someone 76 years old. He was born in a tent during the Nakba in 1948. And right now, and he died in a tent in 2024. This is the dilemma it's happening there for the, the Palestinian people. Now these babies, where well, their families they can't afford, they, they don't have, they don't have the resources, they don't have milk. You know, we are trying to get one truck of a milk formula from Egypt, and we are stuck in the borders, as we say. What we try to do whatever is possible inside Gaza Strip, we buy it and redistribute it like vegetables, et cetera. We have our kitchens spread between the south area, Rafah and Rafah and Khan Yunus, and in the middle area, these kitchens produce hot meals and distribute. But we wish that we have the possibility to get the milk or at least the eggs eggs, milk, something simple where these women, they will be able to have the right food and help their children and help their babies to, to survive. And this is a threat is, is going even, let us say, even if tomorrow or after tomorrow, we hope immediately now they will have a ceasefire. But Gaza needs long, long time to help the people to survive. I'm not speaking about rebuilding Gaza. I'm speaking about the human, the people, children traumatized. Imagine the children, they are already living. We are close to five months of this ongoing genocide. This will impact everyone in Gaza. And for these babies, it depends on their luck where they are. In which part of Gaza Strip are they able to access any kind? If there is a cow surviving. And this is sometime my friends, uh, my colleagues on the ground, they say there are some people they are lucky sometimes there is a cow surviving where they go with the risk, with the danger to milk the cow and give the food the milk to some families with children around them. But this is not able in Gaza Strip. We know in Gaza. They are wiping everything, the Israelis. They are bombing everything. They are killing. And many, many, many animals, cows, sheep, they were killed in Gaza Strip. And this is the target the target like, for, to make it difficult for the people to survive. Right now we are facing this as a human being and watching witnessing all this kind of genocide where tens yeah. of babies every day they are facing death. Children, they come on the TV sometime, the live TV, and they speak about themselves. We are missing the bread, I am missing this, I am missing this. Where you feel when I look in that, for me as a person I'm based here in Berkeley, and sometimes you feel the shame, like when you hear about your own people. This is why the only the only possibility to do that where people, they take an action. I know we are raising uh, funds and donation for the people in Gaza Strip and for your radio, but people, they need to do whatever they can to support they need to take an action on the ground to stop the genocide. Donation is important, but the action is more important where you can reach to your representative, do other kinds of activities. I'm sure in every city right now in all over the United States, there are many organizing, many people taking a stand against this genocide to stand yeah. up together and support absolutely every hour, every minute. It's a threat for many people's lives. And just to make it clear, we will action even as individuals. Your action can save lives at every level. If you donate or you take action in the street or write your representative or you link in with any activities that's happening around okay. your city.
0: Right, Ziad. I'm looking at the clock there. You're you're absolutely right. Take action, uh, make donations. But Ziad, I still need to raise another. Uh, $1,500 actually and I've got like just a few minutes to do it. So if one of you out there can make a tax-deductible donation, um, let's say 40% of that will go to the Middle East Children's Alliance, They're a reputable 501c3 nonprofit with a well-established history of accountability focusing on children. I can vouch for that. They will be sending um, every penny, as much as they can to get food to get hygiene supplies, um, clean drinking water, um, toys, et cetera, more for the children, please call. 818-985-5735. 818-985-5735. I, I do want to uh, wrap up with a, a short clip um, the, of a protester outside parliament in London, uh, Sarah Calloway. And I'm so, so proud of Sarah. Here's what Sarah had to say that I'll be able to give the phone number out one more time. Uh, 818-985-5735. Ziad, thank you so very much for all that you do and your team on the ground in Gaza. Uh, We lift them up. Let us hear from Sarah because she has a, a, a little ray of hope in what she says. Let's go to that clip now
4: here is no ceasefire no vote does that apply to you are you going you think rethinking how you might vote
6: I think everybody's thinking that you know none of the parties represent us and what they're doing in Gaza is what they want to do to all of us I mean with things like the Rwanda plan that's of a piece with what's going on in Gaza they want people to die drowned and just have their lives destroyed and we say no to that because all our lives are valuable all our lives count and we start with women and children who keep everything going in these catastrophes and are the least represented and the least resourced so we are really standing with the mothers to defend ourselves they're criminals and they're ready for people to die but the movement is here to stop them worldwide internationally thousands and millions of people have taken to the streets and that's going to change the the leaders and the so-called people in charge
4: what would you like to see happen like beyond just a ceasefire
6: Well, first of all, we're with the mothers, the women, and children in Gaza. They are the most impacted. Something like 20,000 children have been killed. Uh, countless people are missing in the rubble. So the first thing is ceasefire, immediate aid, and then justice for Palestinians. And the Palestinians will tell us how that justice should unfold. But they have to have their land back. They have to have their rights. And we have to get rid of the apartheid regime in Israel. You know, they ended it in South Africa, and. It's got to go in Israel and and people of color, we have a particular responsibility to be out on the streets and supporting Palestinian people until they win because we're not free until Palestine is free.
4: Are you um, hopeful about anything?
6: I'm hopeful about everything because this movement on the streets can change everything. We've come together in a way we haven't been in a very long time. I see all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds and people are glad to be together and determined. People have been out week after week with their friends, with their families, with children in buggies, parents for Palestine. I mean, there's been fantastic organizing. The International Jewish Anti-Zionist Network has been organizing and calling out the Zionists and speaking against those who support Israel. So there's lots to be cheerful about.
0: All right there's lots to be careful about Sarah says she she finished up also by saying that she's keeping hope and horror Alive, uh, all at the same time. I'm afraid we are out of time now. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. Please call 818-985-5735. You're going to stay tuned for more uh, Fun to Drive programming on this station. I'd like to thank Jose Benavides for his help. I'd like to thank uh, the Middle East Children's Alliance for their work. Keep calling us at 818-985-5735. Thank you for calling and pledging. This is your host, Margaret Prescott. You all please stay well and safe.